The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Thanks to Kelly Keene for joining us in studio talking about uh, debt and uh, how to get out of it. And thank you, Chadville, for sharing uh, where you're at with your savings. She's talking about having, you know, it's a great idea if you can have six to 12 months liquid in the bank in case something happens. And uh, some of you saying, yeah, you're doing well with that. Others saying, no, just struggling big time. And for some of you, today's news, a big kick in the gut. So we've been talking about it all day. The Federal Court of Appeal quashing Ottawa's approval of the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. That means the National Energy Board is going to have to redo its review of the project. Uh, we're joined this afternoon by Markham Hislop, the uh, publisher of Energy News. Markham, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having you. Now, first off, uh, what was your reaction when you heard this this morning? Well, this is certainly a, a setback for the, pro- uh, for the project. It's not quite as dire as uh, many have made it out to be. The the court was very clear that uh, on the two issues, and maybe we should talk about those. So uh, the reason they they, um, uh, overturned the the federal government's approval, cabinet's approval, is because the inadequate consultation with Indigenous communities, Uh which is required under the Constitution, and secondly, because the NEB during its its review had refused to uh, take into account any potential impacts on the southern uh, resident killer whales. Yeah. Uh, and so they wanted to have some kind of a plan for that. So what this means is not that they have to, the NEB has to go back to, uh, to square one, but it does have to address those deficiencies. And the, uh, the justices in their ruling explained that it probably might mean a short delay to, uh, to the project, uh, and I, my interpretation of this, and we're still kind of grappling with what all this means, but my interpretation is that the federal government has maybe a two- to three-month window where it needs to fix these problems, and they've screwed up the pipeline file enough over the last 15 months that for me, and this is what I said in my column today, is that this might be the last chance. They really, the Trudeau liberals really now need to demonstrate competence in their handling of this issue. Now, they were talking today, um, uh, Morneau saying that uh, they inherited a, a, a flawed process. Um, what did you say to, to that? They, he said that they inherited a flawed, flawed process from the Harper government. Is it a flawed process, Markham? I'm, I'm not sure of that. I mean, certainly the opponents think it was a, a flawed process, mm-hmm. but let's take a look at the consultation issue, uh, for instance. Now, uh, when the, the Liberals uh, came to power in, in the fall of, of 2015, they said that the NEB, they accepted the fact the NEB was broken and needed to be replaced, some of it, the, and they specifically said that the consultation process needed to be beefed up because what had been done to date wasn't going to survive a judicial review, uh-huh. as, as we had. And so what they did, and so what they did is they, they, um, uh, appointed a three-member panel chaired by uh, Kim Baird, who's a former chair of the Swanson Nation, and they sent them around to consult with various opponents and, and indigenous communities. The problem with it was that they all those they, that panel did uh, basically was uh, take notes. Okay. People came and made presentations, but there was no uh, 
according to the justices, that's not really consultation. That's not engagement. And that's what the problem that they had with it. And that's why the government's going to have to go back and redo some of that work. So how long of a delay? You know, we're talking a couple of months. And, and, the, and the judge today said, you know, that it didn't, this next process, redoing phase three, didn't need to be a long process. But when you're looking at it and then having to go back through whatever channels it has to go through, how long of a delay, potential delay, could we be looking at if this gets the, the, the go-ahead? Um, I think we're probably looking, and this is just my opinion, yep. uh, my, my experts uh, didn't really have a handle on it either, but I, I think maybe three months. Three months, uh, okay. I, that's my take. It could be yep. a little longer, it could be a little shorter. But um, the point that uh, uh, Professor Dwight Newman from the University of Saskatchewan Law made during an interview is that once they get that done, uh, which and it would almost surely be, be challenged again yes. under, uh, by the First Nations who brought the initial application, uh, but that won't stop the, the, the government from continuing to build the, when they, and they'll own the, the project at that time, that won't stop the government from, from uh, restarting construction. Okay. So I think that's the key point is that the restarting of the construction isn't dependent upon resolving all of these issues forever and ever. There, there will be more legal challenges, but those will happen while the construction is going on. So for those that believe that this is the nail in the coffin, you would suggest otherwise? I would say that it could be the nail in the coffin. The point of my column today was that over the past 15 months, and about, I, was a, I was a fan of the way the Trudeau government handled uh, pipelines uh, from about uh, late 2015 to <laughs> mid-2017, mm-hmm. especially their modernization of the NEB. And, but about that time, about mid-2017, it started to go off the rails. And really, I think from then on, the, the federal government has kind of mishandled uh, the pipeline file. And I think we're now at the point between all of the problems with TMX and all of the problems with Bill 69 which is the new environmental process for reviewing pipelines and other big projects, between all of that, it feels like they really need to get this one right. Mm-hmm. There aren't any more second chances. It's either be confident on the pipeline file and get this fixed quick, or I think we're into a really bad space. What do you think that this means for the Trudeau government right now? Well, it's, it's very interesting because there's a, a tremendous amount riding on this decision. And one of the reasons why Albertans can take some comfort in the fact that this will get built is because the pipeline project has become a, a proxy for the integrity of the Canadian regulatory system. So investors, both in Canada and uh, foreign investors, are looking at this and they've said, look, is the Canadian government mm-hmm. approval a firm yes, or can they be bullied off, off that approval by protesters and First Nations and people who don't like the project? If the answer is that they can be bullied, then there's probably $500 billion of capital investment sitting in the, in the wings over the next decade that goes up in smoke. Nobody's going to invest in a mine or a pipeline or anything mm-hmm. like that because, you know, they, you could spend a billion dollars like TransCanada did with the Energy East and, and lose it all in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So that, this really is a, not only about the immediate project, it's about the integrity of our regulatory system and the Trudeau, they, they understand that. They've both Jim Carr, the minister, former minister of natural resources, 
Morno and the Prime Minister have all said this publicly many, many times. So they get it, and I'm taking that as their assurance that uh, they will do whatever it takes to get that pipeline built. Uh, Premier Notley, what do you think this means for her? That's a really interesting one. I interviewed Professor Dwayne Brott, who's a, mm-hmm. a, a political scientist at Mount Royal University, and his take was that shovels in the ground was a absolutely necessary precondition to her being not sufficient, but necessary for her to be reelected next spring. So with construction stopping, then that, yeah, I think she's going to wear some of this. And But she's got a press conference scheduled for, I think it's about 5 o'clock. And we'll see what she has to say because, I, you know, she understands uh, the importance of this to her reelection chances. And so I'd be very curious to see what uh, what she says. Yeah, it's actually going to be at 6.05 tonight. The Premier Notley is going to be speaking uh, to right. the province on Global News. You can hear it right here on 6.30 Ched. Um, it, it was interesting listening to Bill Morneau today, very much sound, sounding, you know, steady Eddie. We're just going to keep moving on, keep moving on. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what message, uh, what what the messaging is from the Premier. And again, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see for another couple hours. I think what the, uh, we all recognize that on um, this particular file, uh, Rachel Notley and Justin Trudeau are joined together at the hip. Mm-hmm. And especially there's been kind of a, a carbon for pipelines deal around, <laughs> you know, between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put in a climate leadership plan, carbon taxing, but you have to give pipelines in, in return. And so she's been very reluctant to criticize. In fact, she hasn't criticized the, the uh, federal government on any of this, this stuff. She's been very supportive. And will be interesting to see if she's reached the end of her leash, or you know, end of her patience. And uh, she might have. My suspicion is, you know, maybe she's going to light a little fire under the prime minister. Well, there's a lot of folks out there that saying that that's exactly what needs to be done. Markham Hislop joining us this afternoon, the publisher of Energy News. Thank you for taking the time, Markham. Always great to read your stuff. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Look forward to the next time. Take care. You can follow Markham on Twitter at Political Ham if you would like to. And again, publisher of Energy with an I News. So it's 3.49 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Again, the Premier making a statement to the province tonight at 6.05. We'll carry it live right here on 6.30 Chet. You can watch it as well on uh, Global News. 6.05, she will be taking questions from reporters at that time as well. in following our conversation with Markham Hislop from Energy News about Trans Mountain. Yep, without shovels in the ground, Notley loses. Meanwhile, in an ironic twist of fate, the guy that has even less of a chance of getting uh, back in uh, or getting buy-in from the pipeline haters wins. Sorry, autocorrect. Uh, my guess, Jay Lynn, is that in her speech tonight, Ms. Notley will double down and double the price of the carbon tax because we need more social license. Uh, from Camrose, carbon tax should be repealed today. And this one, it is all over, but for NDP tears. Um, this text at 630-630, no more government money for First Nations that stand in the way of Canada's economy. No reconciliation, period.
And Gamer Brian says, when can the government say enough is enough with all these legal challenges and just say we're building this whether you like it or not? Uh, the mayor, Don Iveson, asked today uh, his reaction to the news. Here's Scott Johnson. I'm concerned, as I think many Edmontonians and many Albertans are. Mayor Don Iveson can see the economy slowing down, yet he says he's got to remain hopeful. It's a tough morning for, for a lot of businesses and a lot of workers in Edmonton, no doubt. And everybody else who doesn't work directly in those spaces understands how important this project is to our overall economy. And, and so uh, it's, it's a setback, no doubt, but I, I don't think anyone is going to be interested in giving up. That said, be really interested to hear what, uh, what the Premier and the Prime Minister have to say later today. He says it's a message shared by the other mayors in the metro region who've been pushing for the project. Scott Johnson, Global News. Thanks, Scott. We haven't heard from the Prime Minister yet. The Premier will speak at 6.05 uh, this evening. Uh, we'll be carrying it live right here on 6.30 Ched. The Premier of BC, not surprisingly, very pleased with today's decision. What that means today is a great day for the Tsleil-Waututh, and I would argue for those in British Columbia who have been saying for many years now that the NEB process was flawed and that the consequences of a spill were significant have been vindicated. And Conservative leader Andrew Scheer making a statement earlier today blaming the Trudeau Liberals for the decision by the Federal Court of Appeal to reverse the approval of the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. Sheer saying the decision puts taxpayers, you, on the hook for billions of dollars and leaves pipeline workers in the lurch. Uh, coming on the heels of so many other failures in uh, building big energy projects like canceling Northern Gateway and killing Energy East, uh, this is just another gut punch uh, to workers all across Canada and, uh, and taxpayers. All right, a gut punch to workers and taxpayers right across the province. We'll continue our coverage of today's decision on the 6.30 Ched afternoon news coming up after the 4 o'clock news headlines. Uh, we will take a look at your business numbers today. Dave Campbell checks in with Sports Plus. We'll head over Global News, find out what they're working on. Stick around. The 6.30 Ched afternoon news continues. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.